I partook in my first Splatfest this weekend, actually. Hello and welcome everybody to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 45. Thanks, Hideo. This is a super special Fuck You Steve Jobs edition of the Geekscape Games Podcast. That's right. If you're looking at the numbers, it says 45, not 44, because last week's episode got lost when the specter of calamity himself ruined Derek's audio. So here we are. Say hi, Derek. I think Audacity just crashed is what happened. <laughs> but it was it was the ghost of Steve Jobs or maybe the ghost of uh, Steve Wozniak. No, he's alive. A ghost from the Apple Corporation itself came in and got its little spindly specter fingers I think it, in your computer. I think it was actually Richard Ash's fault, the lead developer of Audacity. <laughs> Did you actually look him up? <laughs> He was prepared for you. He knew what you were going to say. <laughs> Fucking, I love you. God, you're cute. Uh, and then there's Josh chiming in. Hello. Hello. And, of course, the one and only one, Carlos. Oh, do we have stories for you people? We have stories. We played games Prepare last for a three-hour episode. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. we got to make up for last week's episode. So this is going to be a special two-hour Do you mean three? Edition. Because normally when we shoot for one, it's one and a half. So if we shoot for yeah. two hours, it's gonna be three hours yeah yeah Yeah. no it's gonna be one (laughs) i'll just be over here playing pokemon shuffle oh yes because pokemon shuffle came out on the ios and android platforms so say goodbye to productivity product product say goodbye to your life because you know everything is second to pokemon shuffle because it's so fucking addicting it is and like i i would play the shit out of it on my 3ds um but now, well, I well, and the big the big thing for me is like I don't care, like I don't carry my 3ds with me all that often, um, just because I don't usually carry a bag and it's too big for my pockets. So you know, I know I, it doesn't leave the house with me that much. Uh, but I love Pokemon Shuffle, so the fact that I can now play it on my cell phone, which I do always have with me, is terrible. <laughs> and I, I, and I, I wish um, it didn't exist. <laughs> I uh, well, speaking of cell phone, mine's going the fuck off. Um. I remember I was at Kamikaze Expo a while ago, um, and uh, a couple years ago, and we were talking to a friend, uh, Whitney Seibold, uh, um, friend of the podcast, uh, works over at Crave. But anyway, uh, me and John were talking to him, and like I pull out my phone, and I had a Note 2 with this like 3,500 milliamp hour like, extended battery, so the thing looked fucking huge. It was the size of a 3DS. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> he made the joke, he's like, wow... That is a gigantic phone. I bet you're one of the guys that has a, a 3DS XL. And I reach into my other pocket and pull out my 3DS XL. And just to look at his face, he's like, you're a walking parody of yourself. I can't believe what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, actually, speaking of 3DSs, um, uh, just to kind of get off topic, um, the new 3DS, the one that's like normal size, is coming to America. You guys heard that, right? Yeah. I mean... So- I mean, it's it's a little bit overdue, but I'm glad we're getting it. It's... Yeah. So, so Derek, now you can get that and keep it in your pocket. But I'd like I like the 3ds XL because bigger screens. But you but you can have like your home 3ds and then your. I am not Juan Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just. And like besides, now products. I can play. And besides, now I can play Pokemon Shuffle on my phone. Have you but guys you been playing? Have time. you guys been playing Pokemon Shuffle on your phones? Mm-mm. Why I've not? Been playing Pokemon Shuffle. Why not, you guys? 
I, I ran into this issue I'm too where far gone with my 3ds version. I've uh, I, I know that's the one thing that sucks. Crystals. That's the one thing that sucks is you got to start over. Yeah. Uh, there's got there should be a way to transfer. Now, does this have now does this move um have anything to do with uh, no it doesn't. Wow, fuck! What's the company? Dyna. D- DNA. I don't know how you pronounce it. Josh, how do you pronounce it? I don't know either. I think it's, it's like capital Dina. D, lowercase e, capital N, capital A. I think it's Dyna. I think it's DNA. Is is what I think it is, but oh, yeah, I think so too. Fucking retarded. Yeah, but, but I'm not uh, support that, so I'm gonna call it Dina. But yeah, no, it's got nothing to do. It's not part of their partnership. Um, Interesting. Do you think it's them testing the waters? No, well, I the think Pokemon they just think. Yeah, the, yeah, because the Pokemon company has done apps before. Oh, have they? A couple, yeah. Nothing, no game, nothing in the form of a game. But there was like some. There was an app where you could watch like episodes of Pokemon, and there was like a couple other ones, I think. But this is their first game release, as far as I'm aware. Um, okay. And it's a really good port. It's a blast. I mean, it's just as addictive as you know Pokemon Shuffle was on the 3DS, except it's one screen now. Hey, uh, watch the the hard peas. You're popping pretty punctually, Derek. Good. <laughs> good. Um, yeah, uh, but um, the new 3DS. Um, that uh, I'm tempted to because I I still have a DS XL and I haven't made the jump to the new 3DS. I might have to get the Animal Crossing bundle because um, the like I said a little while ago, the new 3DS, the normal sized one finally coming to america and it's coming in a totes adorbs animal crossing happy home designer bundle do you feel uh, like you could go down to the smaller system after using the bigger system um hmm. i don't that even really like question. the bigger system personally that's a good question because I, I remember uh, when i got my 3ds i got my at the time girlfriend a regular 3ds and uh because she didn't want the xl and um yeah, no, you know, fuck it, fuck it. I'm just gonna get a holster. Because, because I moved from like I moved from the smaller 3ds to a 3ds XL. I feel like I couldn't go back now. You know, once you go, and I mean, I have like I have fairly big hands and stuff, so that I always found the small system kind of uncomfortable. Um, and I do, you know, I just really like that screen size better, basically. And so I, and it sucks too because I love the. And I, I, you know, I'm saying I love it, but would probably never ever do it. But I love the um, idea of being able to change the faceplates on the smaller 3DS, and I wish that that migrated over to the big system because, you know, for instance, like my fiance wants a 3DS, but she's like, oh, I'm gonna wait until one of the, you know, there's one of those cool limited edition ones. I don't want the regular one, but I mean, if it had the ability to swap faceplates, you can change the console every day if you want to. Like, you can totally make it your own. And it sucks not having that option in the bigger console because, you know, I definitely prefer the larger size. Um, would like that custom, you know, even if I would never use it. I what would was like that word? What was that word? Customizability. <laughs> oh, you just gave up halfway to your custom. Anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, I would love that, but not, you know, I just don't have the option to. All right. Uh, well, then, um, moving on. <laughs> well, How do you well, guys feel gonna... about the new 3DS coming to America? <laughs> well, I thought Shane was going to say that he was going to get it just because Isabel's smiling face is sitting there waiting for him. Oh, smiling, gaping. Isabel is cute. I, I think she might be like on my like waifu list in not a creepy way. Is, is there... there a way to have a waifu list that's not in a creepy way? <laughs> I don't think that's possible. But she's she's my go-to main on Mario Kart. 
And she's been running my town for the last year and a half that I haven't played. <laughs> That's true. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, fuck Nintendo. Let's talk about Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, because... There is an open public beta that's coming out in October for Battlefront 3, which I wish I, I wish they didn't rebrand it just Battlefront. They need to fucking just call it Battlefront 3 because then we're going to have a Star Wars Battlefront 2 in a couple but of years. But it's a reboot. God, I want... Uh, they just should just call it Star Wars Battlefield and be done with it. <laughs> yeah, um, but the, um, the beta is going to be on PS4, Xbox One, and the Master Race. Uh, Wii U? It is a... It is a technical test. Um, it will feature uh, the Walker Assault on Hoth, a 40-player multiplayer battle featuring Rebels and the Empire. We've all seen the movie. Um, and you can also play as Vader and Skywalker. And then there's going to be the survival mission on Tatooine. Um, and there's a new um, game mode that's coming out called Drop Zone, but no details about that. You can sign up on StarWarsBattlefront.com. And um, they're also going to be making... Um, um, going to be making, uh, if anybody's familiar with the, how the commander works in Battlefield 4, nobody? No. Nope. Uh, well, um, in like Battlefield 2, uh, you could play as the commander where you can like look at a map and like give orders to squads, drop supplies, drop vehicles, do all this stuff. Well, they, they brought it back in Battlefield 4, but it was, it was kind of like limited. Um, you couldn't like be a soldier on the ground and then just like pull up your map like you could before you had to like join you had to be only the commander but they released a, a version on their tablets uh or on tablets so that you could be a commander like playing uh, as the commander on your tablet uh anywhere so it looks like they're coming out with a companion app for battlefront very much in the vein of the uh battle log um oh and the distinction is that this will not be using battle log uh uh like uh Medal of Honor and the Battlefield series. Um, are any of you guys gonna hop on this beta? Probably not. Probably not. I got shit to do. <sighs> like what? Like go to work and <laughs> have a life. I am also moving uh, to somewhere where I will be in control of my internet connection. So 120 megabit per second. Here I come. Oh fuck you! Fuck you! I got 20 megs. All right. Fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> I know Juan's gonna be getting this uh, this beta. Uh, are you are you getting uh, hype? Are you getting that Star Wars hype it, going? Is it for PC only or? Were you not listening when I said it was PS4, Xbox One, and PC? Oh, I, I, I was I was drifting off, dreaming of faster internet. Um, <laughs> uh, no, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm all over that. I, I I'm ready. I'm ready. I I was born ready. I was ready. Since first take, I am ready. Bonus points for anybody who knows what reference that movie oh, is. Oh fuck! What 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 is that? What is it? Eighties oh. movie, Tim Burton movie. Eighties Tim Burton movie. No Batman? stop man. Beetlejuice. Uh, be- was it before Batman? It's before Batman. Beetlejuice. Not Beetlejuice. Nope. Shit. What was that other? I was just talking about this movie the other One day. One of my favorite movies, movies, probably my top three movies of all time. I was going to say Ghostbusters, but he didn't direct Ghostbusters. Derek doesn't know. Pee-wee's Derek. Big Adventure. Tim Burton That's directed right. Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yes, yeah. he did. Oh, man. I was, yeah, I was just talking about that the other day because my friend told me, who was like a big Tim Burton fan, I was like, huh, I didn't realize that. 
That's fucking yeah, weird. There's a scene where uh, he sees the the bike at the Warner Brothers lot, and they're filming a scene from like the Flying Nun or something like that. Yeah. And he's dressed as nun, is and so the little kid's a little a jerk. And he's like, "Are you ready?" And he's like, "I am ready. I was born ready." <laughs> Roll. Action. <laughs> Goodbye, Mother Superior. <laughs> uh, retro movie talk in the Geekscape Games podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, there's the not much to say, but um, really funny thing is when this got announced, um, it was announced and uh, they were talking about it on the Battlefront subreddit, and their com- one of the community managers um, uh, was asked like, "Oh, you know, how is server browser is going to work?" And he said, "There's there's no game, server browser. There's no server browser, and um, you're going to play like this ranking system," and he got like. 300 downvotes and people were like fuck you you should die like this is terrible I'm not buying this game game without a serve browser you can't serve browser battlefront and it was just like pretty much all this vitriol and it's like dude it's just a community manager he doesn't have any fucking say about what goes into it uh, what do you guys think about that about lack of a server browser um, I don't dare uh, at least most the of the vibe. console games that I play don't have server browsers, so whatever. Whatever, and, and I, I get the vibe from Josh. You're not a big like first person shooter player. I that... am. I am when they're worth playing, but Ooh. I mean most most of the ones I play just feel like like almost identical and copy paste in a way. So I just kind of pass them over a lot of the time. And I I, I think um I think it's not like a bad move per se because Halo doesn't really have a server browser. Destiny doesn't have a server browser um you know much of these triple a like shooters don't have server browsers so i don't know what the vitriol is all about um just oh, there's there has to be server browsers on pc because it's just not a pc game without a server browser it, it, you can't even all right fine all right what do you guys want to talk about <laughs> fuck it fuck it it's your show now go splatoon doesn't have a server browser and that's still fun <laughs> tell us tell us about Splatoon Splatfest, Derek. Uh, uh, so I I partook in my first Splatfest this weekend, actually. Uh, <laughs> can that can that please be the, the kicker at the beginning of the show? I got it. I'm, I got it. You guys, you, you're, you're turning something that Nintendo created with minute, such 14, a pure and innocent, such a pure and innocent uh, idea that Nintendo had, and a really fun game, and you're just making it like. You know the the ESRB is gonna it's gonna come back like there's gonna be hot coffee all over again. They're gonna give it like an AO rating just because of the connotations of Splatfest. I think they would give it the AO rating based off of all the fan art for Inkling Girl that's out there. Oh I my god! I know what I'm googling right now. <laughs> um. And any anyways. So last well, weekend, how was that, that Splatfest? Last weekend there was a really cool Splatfest. It was Autobots versus Decepticons. So I got to run around with an Autobots T-shirt on all week. Uh, which was really rad, and I and uh, last and that week, was outside the game. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, no, uh, and and last week was kind of the first week I really dove into Splatoon, and I you know I said it on the Lost recording last week that I've been having an absolute blast with it. Um, it's really really hard to put down actually, if you know, and it's it's a game where the matches are short and it's so easy to get into. Like if I have twenty minutes, if I know I only have twenty minutes, I'm not gonna jump into some big PS4 game or something like you know i'll play a few rounds of splatoon and it's super fun but uh so splatfest ended saturday at 9 p.m uh the autobots won 58 percent of the popularity but they actually lost overall 
Um, I don't know how they, I don't know how it's really figured out, but Autobots had 58% popularity versus 42 for the Decepticons. Decepticons had 56% of the wins compared to 44, and uh, the Decepticons went 1, 266 to 234. I don't know how they determined that final number. Now, is this, is this purely just, like, games won, or is there... I, have, I don't there, know. Like, a, I just well, run around and shoot stuff. It's supposed to be a cumulative total of games won on with everybody that was participating, but, like, the way... Well, the first thing is it was funny that you mentioned that you couldn't play a PS4 game in like 20 minutes because I don't think you could uh, finish your update in that amount of time. But <laughs> or um, or especially if I'm trying to start a new game, delete enough content to have room to install it. Or when you start a new game and then it starts up the 45 minute cutscene and then you have to just let it go. No, but any <laughs> anyway, getting sidetracked. Um, and that was completely my fault. But anyway, um, the way that the scoring worked on the first two Splatfests, which I found, and I don't know, I might be wrong on this, Juan, if if you know, correct me, but um, originally the scoring was the popularity percentage is like times one, so they get 58 points for 58% popularity, and then the win-loss percentage was times two originally, and then after there was some controversy, because like the very first Splatfest when nobody knew how it was going to score... I think the team that had the most wins still lost because the popularity ended Mm -hmm. up tipping the scales. But I noticed on the Transformers one that the win percentage was times four points. So it's like the popularity popularity was still times one, so Autobots got 58 points for that. But then the win percentage, uh, Decepticons got like four times the points of that percentage instead of two times the points. So it looked like they another peculiar thing about this particular one is that they made wins count for more points than it used to. Ah, that's it's weird. Well, and it's weird because there's no from what I've from what I saw, there's no way to, you know, there's no way to check statistics as the Splatfest is occurring. It's just you you just play and have no idea, and then um you know, and then it finishes, and then you get the results. Is that true, or is there a way to actually look up how it's going? Yeah, there's no way to look it up, and it's probably because if someone's losing really bad, they don't want everyone to just drop off. I uh, mean, that's true, I guess. I mean, but uh, inversely, they could try. You know, that was a shout out to our uh, friendly. Uh, we love you, Eric Francisco. We miss you. Uh, but he's not dead. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, but yeah, inversely, I mean, if if the Autobots team uh, looks at the statistics and sees. <laughs> And sees that they're losing, you know, they could maybe try a bit harder and and know how much they're losing by and be like, oh, shit, we need to get this shit in gear and, and try right. to catch up. And and then the thing, too, like, there's three things. I mean, the Splatfests are always fun, but there's three things that I really want. To, there's three things that I really want to change about Splatfests if I had the if Nintendo's listening about what we're saying and laughing over names <laughs> content. But anyway, um, one... Like I feel like it it takes too many games to level up completely, because I think I uh, I think you have to play mm, like yeah yeah fi- you have to play like fifth like the very minimum that you have to play to level up to the maximum level during the Splatfest is like fifty games and you have to win all of them. Wow, that's a lot. I think I did the math and it's only in a twenty four hour period. Oh, Wait, wow. the Splatfest so, is only twenty. Do you get hours? do you well like do you get anything for hitting the max level in a Splatfest or? 
Yeah, like there's it's like a multiplier. So the higher level that you are, the uh, more like the more of the prize afterwards you'll get. Uh, guys, I'm I'm looking at a feed on Reddit. I think we have the new for next for next month's Blockfest. It's gonna be uh, Team Dinosaurs versus. <laughs> I just I just had to. <laughs> I think, I think this is I think this is Shane's favorite episode. Like he had to stop laughing the whole time. It is. So like I, I'm gonna tell a story from that happened last weekend. All right, I, can, I, can I set it up though? Yeah. Okay. You could set it up. You could set it up. Okay. I, I, usually, guys, for those of you who watch the listen to the show, we do the games that we played a little bit later. But this is so good that it can't wait. So uh, a rarity happened uh, yesterday. Where like the no two, pun intended. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, love it. Uh, no, no. Uh, me and uh, Shane actually got to play online together. We played Destiny. I invited him to uh, the group Sword Bear, who um, has been very kind enough to help me level up my characters on Destiny. And it's a bunch of guys that I know. Um, I know Josh, it's like Dre um, and his friends, and uh, uh, Kiet from Street Pass OC, um, who, you know, we play usually online at, at night. And Shane, who I know I know needed help with uh, Prison of Elders, right? Uh, defeating Skolas. Yep. Um, and, and during the show that was lost, I mentioned that I beat Skolas with the with the guys last week, and Shane <laughs> yelled so loud, and like the, he left the microphone for at least twenty seconds because <laughs> he was upset because he didn't get to do it. Um, I felt betrayed. But I, did. I felt betrayed. But but uh, Shane joined last night, and I introduced him to everybody online. Hey, this is my buddy Shane from the Geekscape Games podcast, and everything was cordial. So uh, we got a team: uh, me, myself, and uh, my buddy Dre, SoCal, SoCal, SoCal clone. And we went to Prison of Elders, and we're going, and Shane, everyone, you, when you die in Destiny, is like, ah, oh, damn it, crap, or whatever. All right, just pick me up. Shane doesn't do that. <laughs> Shane, when he was just talking like normal, like he was you know, just discussing something the weekend up in Alaska, and then you just hear, god damn it! <laughs> Like a, a bout of Tourette's just hit him out of nowhere, <laughs> and everyone, the entire party on PSN was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, like he, like it just ripped everyone's eardrums at once. <laughs> and it wasn't just that one moment. And when you play with Shane online, a PSA here: turn down your volume <laughs> because if if you have really good headphones, he will rip your. He Dude. will rip your hearing apart. That's it is. That's, and, and Shane that's true. knew. Like he goes, I just, I just get really excited. And he knew, but he just can't help himself. He's that much into the game. That, that reminds me of a really funny story. Is I was playing Dead Space on the Xbox, like first Dead Space, and I was on Skype with my friend. And um, uh, Skype, like way back when, had a at least on mine, or it might have been my, my headsets. But if I peeked, it would just cut me off. It would just, it would just mute my mic. So. I'm playing Dead Space in the beginning where you don't have weapons and I'm getting chased and I'm screaming, screaming. And my, and my buddy all heard, all he heard was like, he's like, ah, 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 just like this is silence coming back and forth. So I wish they had that feature on the PlayStation 4 because I have them, uh, this headset that I record with, which is a really sensitive mic. And everybody, everybody was, <laughs> it's like, one of them was like, I, I had a feeling this guy was loud, so I turned him down. 
Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, but oh, because it's interesting. I don't feel bad because I know you've done it before. <laughs> but uh, we beat it. But during the course, and this is a moment where I knew Shane was in. Because, you know, when you introduce friends to, to your other friends, you always have that, man, I hope they get along. I hope this just works flawlessly. It could not have worked better because Shane, as with all these guys, they all tell stories of things that happen in the game or in personal lives. Shane told a story so good that made people almost not just cry but almost throw up because they were laughing so hard. <laughs> and I, I and it relates to the clip that we just heard earlier. So, Shane, at this moment, I want you to retell that story. Uh, it's it's There are, like, nerd parts in it. I hope you didn't hype it up too much. But um, <laughs> so last weekend, I went down to this small, like, fishing village called Seward, Alaska. It's about three hours south of Anchorage. Um, look it up on a map. It's really tiny, but cruise ships or don't because it's probably boring. It, it's 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 a boring place. But I was going down to DJ with my buddy who was playing at this bar, and the bar had some hotel rooms for us. They had three hotel rooms: a uh, hotel room for uh, me and my buddy, um, another couple that uh, one of them is a, a concert promoter, and then um, the other room was for uh, three guys that uh, work at a club that that we play at. And it was uh, uh, two two servers and one of the the security guards now the security guard is a very like stocky but a uh, i mean again <laughs> this is this is like my best way to describe it. it's like he's a short guy he's a little bit shorter than juan no offense <laughs> no offense um no, i'm taken but uh, maybe i'm just tall but he um he's a tough like like uh hispanic looking um security guard guy but he's covered in dragon ball z tattoos and he's got the four star Dragon Ball on his on his arm, and so all night I was calling these guys Team Four Star, because uh, they were just they were just they were great. They were they were absolutely great. So we were um, we were down. Uh, the bar was starting to close. It was getting closer to to, to two a.m. And uh, this um, uh, this guy that we know down there like was meeting up with this girl, and like things were hitting off, and they wanted to hook up. And so I was like, you can go in my room and bang in there. I'm going to go hang out with Team Four Star. And, and um, um, I, go in, I go into the, the hotel room, and it was just two of the servers. And so I hop, I hop in the bed. Um, that sounds weird. I hop in the bed with one of the guys, and we're just sitting there. Like, we're on our phones. We're talking. We're bullshitting. And um, we were getting ready to uh, go to this other bar because um, when you're in Seward, the bar is closed at 2. But if you go to this bar that's just outside the city limits, they stay open until five. So you'll guarantee to blackout. <laughs> so um, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden the door just fucking flies open, just wham. And here's the, the security guard from, from uh, the bar standing there, and he's just looking intense. And we're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, what happened? What, what, what's, ha- what's about to happen? What, what's going on? Is he okay? Like we just stared at him. And the, we were just crushing tequila all night. So, so everybody was, was drunk. And I'm like, is he going to throw up? What's going to happen? And the wind had been, had been picking up. So it was like a fucking hurricane outside. So like all this big like gust of air and some leaves came in. It felt like a fucking scene out of Dragon Ball Z. He's just standing there in the doorway and we're just staring at him. Good solid 30 seconds of pure silence goes by. And we're just like, what's, what's going to happen? What's he going to do? 
He looks at us, he rears his head back and goes, John Cena! Jumps through the air, like this this short Mexican guy with Dragon Ball Z tattoos fucking flies through the air from the door, power bombs us on the bed. <laughs> I, I did not know a human could jump that far from standing still. He fucking leaps, power bombs me and this the server, bed explodes. <laughs> Fra- frame twist slats shatter box spring shutters but the bed explodes there are this photos of that there is legit there are photos of the aftermath and just destroyed it next morning i was like next morning i <laughs> next morning i go to the the buddy who's um whose names are on the room and i'm like man you're gonna need all the dragon balls to fix that shit <laughs> He goes over. He goes over. He's like, "What?" He walks in. He's like, "What the fuck?" We're like, and the only way I can describe it in my state is like, "Oh no, man! An ethnic guy with tattoos broke it." <laughs> so that's the John Cena story from when we uh, that it happened when I was in Seward that I told Juan while we were playing Destiny. It, it was uh, uh, that moment was so golden uh, i i i wish i could have captured it on uh twitch or on oh my galta it was it was so damn perfect yeah and i and bless you tiny tattooed latino <laughs> security guard because you just it's a story so good that i need to have this story told and shared throughout time it's, it's just it's oh my god because i could just picture myself there just a guy just staring johnson and like instantly i was like oh f-, like the look on my face was just oh fuck and just like through the air it was <laughs> and then we kept trying to explain like what happened to the bed i was like he's like how'd you break the bed i'm like i didn't break the bed i was just sitting there it's like well it looks pretty fucking broken for four people that were just sitting there <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah so um yeah anyway spot fest <laughs> Um, and Derek's in the, <laughs> Derek's in there like chatting. Um, cool story, so, bro. <laughs> you have hey, no, no. Awesome story. Yeah. <laughs> awesome you, story. You have no soul, sir. Surly, we should move on to the Taken King <laughs> launch trailer. Uh, one, yes, did you talk about destiny? Did anybody get speaking the, of it, destiny? I did. And I saw the, um, I saw it again today. And they focused on the Court of Oryx. Um, it's pretty cool because it involves like uh, finding tokens, and you have to, and they never have the same challenge twice. So think of a as a public event that you trigger instead of having to wait at a um, in the map or using uh, some of the other th- applications on iPhones or Android that tells you when a public event is roughly going to start, which can be a hassle. Um, and usually it's uh, things that you've already done before, and it gets kind of repetitive. Uh, what they're doing is taking those public events, but allowing players to trigger them. That way they don't have to wait. And you can have up to nine different players kind of in the area and take part in the event. One of the other big changes that they said is that they're not going to have anybody gain rewards for, while they're away from the controller, which was a big problem because if you start a fire team or you start a strike, more often than not, there'll be moments where you realize, hey, there's only another player killing these enemies with me. Where the hell's the third guy? And what what they do is that they'll start the strike, they'll get to a certain point, and just let the other two guys take take you know control. So when the final boss dies, they still get the rewards. 
without doing any of the work. Yeah, yeah. And um, the one thing that um, like I want to point out is, uh, so the Court of Oryx is kind of like this this room, and there's this like uh, platform with these four statues in there. And um, basically, you have to um, uh, put like an idol in the statue to like trigger the event. And you have to do so many events to power up the statue to level two, and then so on and so forth. Um, and whoever like uh, puts up the statue um, uh, gets uh, extra loot. So mm-hmm. there's a, there's an incentive to actually like give up your 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 idol. And I think they're, I'm I'm pretty sure the one time you so then you have to like go win more public events and charge up your statues um, to uh, be able to you know play higher and higher levels. And one really cool thing is that you can have um, three fire teams of three all competing at once. Mm-hmm. So um, you can have it can be nine people all doing these public events at the same time, and um, they're just um, just bosses and with with odd challenges. Um, right, there was a one with the three wizards that um, if you killed one and didn't kill the other two within a certain amount of time, it would regenerate. Yeah. So so you have to kill all three of them. So it's kind of like uh, when you're doing Crota hard, and you have to kill those knights, um, like whittle them down and then activate gunslinger so you could farm orbs. Same kind of thing here. It almost plays exactly like that. Uh, but they also featured uh, the sword, which could be uh, the main weapon. And there were just more than one. There was one like it looked like it had void damage. Another one that had um, uh, not arc, but uh, solar. Damn it! So yeah, solar burn. Yeah. Uh, they had like little combinations too as you uh, progressed in the tree. Like you could do like an uppercut type move or a jumping slash. It looked really good. So, um, and the, oh my God, I forgot the name. The Dreadnought is absolutely huge. Whoa, it's whoa, like a, whoa, what's the Dreadnought? Oh, the Dreadnought is the ship that belongs to Oryx. Oh, okay. So, you know how in Destiny so far, all the missions take place on planets. This is the first time where it takes place on an actual vessel, but the vessel is so massive, it's almost like if it was like a planet itself. Uh, and, so, you know, the, 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 the launch trailer came out and the vibe that I was getting from it was like there was it, it featured all of these characters that we ran into in the first the first uh, three expansions or the first game, mm-hmm. and seeing them all together and like interacting like the queen with Eris and um, your um, uh, tower vanguards like everybody interacting it <clears throat> it felt uh, what's the word I mean familiar uh, it felt nostalgic I guess like like oh like all these people that I've you know interacted, interacted with, with separately are together I'm like that's i mean well i love that because destiny for you know we've there's players who play every single day and we invest we invest a lot in our characters we kind of create our story we have like ideas of what the story behind destiny really is even though there's a lack of storytelling in the house of wolves and we get a, like there's no big cinematic scenes it's just kind of like you know you have Varix and um uh, I forget the female guard's name. Petra. Uh, Petra Venge. Uh, they just kind of tell you what's going on. That they don't really tell you how she. Um, Wait, isn't more Petra about Le- Zelda from Wind Waker? Tetra. The Tetra. Got oh, it. T- <laughs> yeah. Uh, but here you see all of the the characters from uh, the House of Wolves, from the. Oh my God! I am blanking out so bad right now. Um, Dark Below. Crota. Yeah, from Crota. And it has this like trilogy end to it. Like it's nice because you're taking, you're wrapping up everything in this for all first year. Here's the big end moment. 
which puts a nice bow on everything. Uh, so we get the. Is this, is this going to be like ostensibly the last big release for Destiny One? You think? Yeah, it, it marks this September. This is the uh, marks a one year anniversary of Destiny. Yeah, but so I would expect every September or then, so like we would get like a big, like kind of like it's WrestleMania or Super Bowl. Like this is the big moment for them, like the big story arc. Uh, so uh, I, I'm excited. I I don't know if any characters will be killed off. I'm expecting there there will be uh, from the trailers. It looks like a, uh, one of the characters will. I mean, just I don't know. That's just my kind of feeling from it. Um, it'll be interesting to, to see. It's nice to see the queen and these characters that just came up in one little cutscene be more involved. And yeah. I gotta tell you, the cinematic trailers look gorgeous. Uh, Absolutely gorgeous. Does, does Blur make them? Uh, you know what? To be honest, I didn't look that up. I'm gonna um, look it up. Let me just but, click off this tab of Inkling Girl Ruth Rule Thirty Four. <laughs> but you know it's it's gotten to the point where even people who don't play Destiny just by the trailer itself like holy crap like I need to pick this up or or Bungie you my favorite quote in one of the videos was Bungie now you have my attention and and it's it's really really exciting and I can't wait I think it comes out what the 18th just a little bit over a week and uh yeah if and I know I have it uh, Shane and I've been playing it uh, everybody from Sword Bear uh, has been playing it uh, Josh, you said you were gonna pick it up. Is that still gonna happen, or are you gonna wait for the big edition that's coming out in a week or two? No, I'm probably not getting it at all anymore. What? <laughs> Here's the thing: I was gonna get Destiny like vanilla because it was cheap, and then you guys talked me out of it because you said it's a better value to get Taken King, and I was like, "You're right, I won't buy it." And then I thought about it, and I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna buy Destiny brand new anyway, so I don't care." So I. <laughs> So now I have no destiny instead of vanilla destiny. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, maybe it's safer because um, I want to go through all of Taken King as much as I can because come November, my life is going to be Star Wars Battlefront. I, it, it's, I, I, cannot, I, I cannot stress how excited I am for that game. I want to be a scout trooper. I want to go through Endor on a speeder bike so freaking bad. I want to I want to fly a, a tie interceptor, and yeah, I'm gonna be the Galactic Empire. Fuck that. I uh, see. I'm I'm torn. Do I get it on PC and play the game how a human being should play it, or should I, <laughs> or should I get it on the PS4 and subject myself to you peasants? Doesn't the PS4 version get content that no other version gets? Uh, it, I think uh, Origin uh, is everything's on parity with Origin, the PC release. I'm pretty mm. sure. I'm pretty sure. Because... I thought I, I thought I read something from EA saying that the exclusive, the that the all the exclusive content was just going to be PS4. The, okay, I need I need to look into that because I was under the impression that that it's a since it's on the the console they have to it's a console exclusivity, but it comes out on Origin. That's typically Shane, how EA works, anyway. Shane, I know that it's a PC master race. There's no question about that. But in this case, I think you should lower yourself to our level. You have to follow in the footsteps of the Greek goddess Demeter, who was once one of the 12 Olympians, along with Zeus and Hera and Apollo. But she gave up her spot as one of the Olympians to live among the humans to help them out. I think you need to follow that that route, my friend. You saw yesterday firsthand that group. Everyone's going to pick up a Star Wars Battlefront. 
And as gorgeous as the game would be on PC, would you have as much fun? Did you have fun last night playing? Oh, I had a blast. Those guys were great. Then then you need to roll with us. Oh, you know it's a lot to ask for someone in your high and mighty, you know, pedestal. But for this one game, this one time, join us. And don't let any of that go to your head. Um, luckily for you, they sell mouse and keyboard adapters for the PS4. So, what are you serious? Yeah, yeah. There it is. There so, it is. All right, all right. You got me. You got me. Um, yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Fuck it. I'm actually gonna get two copies. <laughs> Have you guys ever done that? Have you ever gotten like multiple <laughs> copies for different platform platforms? I know Destiny. Derek has a uh, couple copies of uh, The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, only when things get remastered, pretty much. I don't no. know that there's anything else that I've really purchased for multiple platforms. I'm just trying to think, but I don't think there's anything. Yeah, like I've done it before. Like for me, the most prominent example I could think of is I was trying to show my support and I bought Phoenix Wright like on every platform it was available for except for ios i have pokemon shuffle on 3ds and ios wait wait um, do you say ios <laughs> yeah what's wrong with that it's wrong but <laughs> no they're wrong <laughs> they're wrong i'm I, that'd be I mean, like iOS. that'd be like saying like os 10 was osix oh, you mean dude. it's not osix <laughs> i i just saw a fucking video from like DefCon 2009 or something, and this guy kept referring to it as Osex. Oh, was it yeah. Josh? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've heard I've heard lots of people say iOS before. It's not like Osex where it's not where no one's gonna say that realistically. Speaking of Phoenix Wright, Phoenix Wright Six coming to Japan. What are you saying about that, Josh? Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So they announced that Phoenix Wright 6 is coming out, and they immediately confirmed that it's coming to the West. Um, There's not a lot known about it, just that it's going to be a new Phoenix Wright game, and Phoenix is going to be uh, presumably the protagonist again based off of the screenshots, which I'm kind of... I'm over Phoenix at this point. I mean, I've written about this before, but... Like, they really need to give Apollo his rightful place as the series protagonist at this point. But if you're unfamiliar with how it worked... Basically, Phoenix Wright 1 through 3 was Phoenix's story arc, and then 4, 5, and 6, or 4 going forward, and they didn't have plans for anything beyond 4, was supposed to be a new protagonist completely in the same universe, but with no returning characters except for maybe a few references here and there. But Capcom freaked out because they thought without Phoenix in the game, they would lose sales. So... You still played as the new character, but Phoenix was in it as, like, his mentor. But they pretty much undid all of his character development by, like, making him become disbarred for forging evidence in between the two games. And Whoa, he was, like, he was, like a homeless... And he was, like, a homeless alcoholic. Or it was implied that he was a homeless alcoholic, but he really wasn't. But, um... But then in this, like, bizarre twist, like, he controlled, like, the legal system and was implementing a new jury system even though he was disbarred for unethical behavior as a lawyer. So it's like he can't be a lawyer, but he could set up new legal systems. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he can draft a legislator, but he can't, like, go in the courtroom. And not only that, but the first trial that they ran the new jury system on was with his protege. So if he had a reason to set it up, 
it would be in that case. So but, is he is he coming back in six? Well, he came back in five because it turned out he didn't really forge anything and he was framed. And the whole plot of four was basically that he was using his protege to prove his innocence behind the scenes. And he kind of just controlled it. Like, even though he wasn't the person you played as, he was still the main character and it was really irritating. And so part four had a poor reception. And a lot of, like, the biggest uh, complaint was that the main character of that game was bland and underdeveloped because the whole game was about Phoenix. And Capcom's response, rather than, oh, let's go back and develop this character, was, oh, well, now that Phoenix is a lawyer again, let's just make him the main character. So he came back in five, and you got to play as other people besides him, but the main focus was still on him, and he was doing all the trials, which kind of doesn't make sense at this point, because after the third game, he became this legendary lawyer, pretty much, Whereas in like the whole setup of the game was you were playing as a rookie who was learning as he went. So like now it makes no sense when he makes a stupid mistake and he was like, ha ha, like that's not right. Are you sure or whatever? <laughs> so it's like, I'm happy that a new one's coming out, but I'm kind of bummed if he's going to be like the central focus again, because like he's had his story, it's come and gone. And I feel like they should focus on other people. But the other peculiar thing is like, They've never announced that a Western release was coming at the same time as a Eastern release. But there was that other game that was announced, The Great Ace Attorney, that was supposed to take place in feudal Japan and it was like a spin-off. Yeah. But they haven't mentioned that coming to the West at all. So people are thinking that the quick announcement of the mainline game coming to the United States was like we'll a smoke and mirrors. make you forget about the other one? Yeah, it was like a smoke and mirrors tactic so that you don't realize that they're not bringing that one over. Yeah, do you, do, you, do you think there's a reason why they're not localizing that one over here? Well, the Edgeworth spinoff that came out a few years ago sold poorly, so they skipped the sequel to that, and that's like the Even only Even though Josh bought it on every platform that it came out on, which was one platform. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can only buy it on... I only have so many DSs to buy it for. <laughs> his home DS buy, and his portable DS. I have my small home DS, my XL home DS, my new excel that i and take several limited edition variants yeah and then there's megan's too and i still don't have a vita yeah you let that guy talk you out of it he wasn't even a real gamer yeah i need to go back and get one does he know he, you should like go back and be like have you heard of criminal girls <laughs> i almost <laughs> did but i felt weird you should feel weird <laughs> <laughs> that game makes me feel weird in my pants at least like, you know you're self-aware. You... <laughs> self-aware no. self of my, like, absurdities. Uh, no, but yeah, that was about it on the Phoenix Wright front. But um, aside from disappointing news about games possibly not getting released, uh, there were two announcements of two games that are going to get released, one of them sooner than later, and then one of them is coming out eventually. Um, but most importantly... Deadpool? You know, forget yeah most no, importantly deadpool. deadpool no screw deadpool <laughs> yeah i mean while we're bringing that up deadpool is going to be released on current gen consoles uh did you want to talk about that at all derek i just feel like it's funny like i i i feel like not a lot of people played or knew about that game because it kind of sucked from everything i heard and didn't get good reviews and didn't sell very well so, so uh, i just wonder uh, how many people I just wonder how many people are going to pick up, like, go to the store or see a commercial or whatever and be like, oh, my God, there's a Deadpool game. There's a Deadpool movie coming out and, like, pick it up 
I oh, think... shit. They're totally capitalizing on that. Quick, oh, totally. Quick, quick aside, quick aside. Juan had to go. His Skype crashed, and then the wife happened, so. Okay. The so wife hopefully... happened. Bye, Juan. Bye. Bye, Juan. But, yeah, like, I completely agree. Like, when the game came out, it got such a tepid response, and I played it, and it was just, like, kind of... When it worked, it was just very average, and then every other time it was glitching out. I got so, a, I got a review copy on the PC when it came out, and I just gave it like a solid like no meh. review. No, I didn't write the review, but <laughs> it's like I just gave it a solid no review. Review copies for the new My Little Pony movie should be coming out soon. I can't wait to go. not read your review that you don't write. I wrote that. I wrote the review for the last one. It was great. You probably wrote the review for this movie already. I'm, yes, st- I'm still waiting. Just left, I'm still just waiting left. for. I'm still waiting for last the, you to finish up the last season of uh, the Pony article. Dude, it was. Um, you, you guys still there? Excuses. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it was excuses. I have a draft of the first episode. Um, they are kind of a, on a hiatus right now, so I can start pounding them out. <laughs> They've been was, on a hiatus for like a year. No, no, they're they're on a hiatus for a few months. They have a, a last couple of episodes coming. No, out. No, I mean you have been on a hiatus from oh, those articles for like a year. Yeah. It's oddly appropriate for you to be talking about ponies and pounding them out. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel like now they're... Because now I feel like with Deadpool, they're going to probably sell more copies this time around than they did the first time around because how many people are... you know, Even people who are not familiar with this character are like, oh, that movie looks super cool. This is a game based on that movie. Let's pick up this game. Do, you, yeah. do, do they have any like notions of any improvements they're going to be making? Uh, I <laughs> think it's, to make it. They would have to make it from scratch. It, it is. Uh, I think. I think they did update the graphics. Uh, hold on, I'm just loading up this article. Uh, like my biggest complaint is that the controls just didn't feel right for what you were doing. Well, I mean, if there's anything that we've learned and Activision probably learned, which is why they're releasing this so far, this new generation is that people will be more likely to buy a game that they can already buy for five dollars in a bargain bin but pay like eight times that amount to play it with by being told that it's better yeah so it's not it's it's surprising that it's deadpool but it's not surprising that it's being re-released because at this point anything can get re-released yeah when's it when's it coming out november 17th for fifty dollars but it will also fifty dollars really yeah fifty (laughs) dollars holy shit that's like like, holy shit that's that's a great value but josh josh (laughs) here's the here's here's the here's what here's the thing it also includes all of the dlc (laughs) DLC. so now you're you're like fifty dollars that's so expensive it's it's turned around into a fifty dollars that's it (laughs) it's like why would there be dlc for that game what's the dlc what's there to download uh, it's like pay pay ten dollars to make it work. Yeah. I believe that there were some uh, costumes and two levels. Neat. So two levels that would be like almost half of the full game since that game was also really <laughs> short. Oh, was it really? Yeah, it was like six. If you weren't if you were like playing normal and you didn't die a bunch of times, it was like six hours. I think it was longer if you played it on hard because they upscaled the damage pretty high. But yeah, but um, fortunately though, aside from Deadpool, there's some games coming out that were announced recently that are not remakes, and are Mega Dimension Neptunia. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was getting at. But Criminal Girls Two. 
Criminal Girls 2? No, more but... Criminal? <laughs> more Criminal. No, but... Like, Criminal Girls Jared. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ha! Anyway, um... Yeah. Yes. They... We can put aside, you know, next year's gonna be a big year. Uncharted's already announced. Um, Zelda's on its way. But we can put all those aside because of the game of the year 2016 has already been decided. Since Mega Dimension Neptunia V2 was confirmed for a Western release in early 2016. So it's the first full sequel. It's the first full sequel to a Neptunia game since uh, Neptunia Victory back in 2012. I've never heard so much excitement in your voice. I just wanted to say that. No, I mean, there's no reason not to be excited. There's a new Neptunia game coming out. I know, I'm being, I'm being sincere. You sound really no, I excited. <laughs> so, I know, so am I. I need a Vita. Okay, if anybody listening to the show no, it's a, wants it's to PS4, sell me... It's PS4. Oh, Yahtzee! Yeah, the mainline series is are on console. Uh, we're on PS3, but it's been so long since they've released a mainline game that they remade the entire PS3 series and came out with like 10 more uh, spin-offs before this one was coming out. So if I didn't like Fairy Fencer F, am I going to like this? It's uh, like... Well, the previous ones were pretty much a carbon copy gameplay, um, like a carbon copy on the gameplay of Fairy Fencer F, but this one's supposed to have a series of improvements, including a new uh, style of transformation, which is their next form, and based around the next-gen consoles, so... Uh, I'm going to transform ver- into a Dreamcast! Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the uh, the Nintendo girl, Blonde, like, her new transformation, she has, like, a gamepad on her crotch, and then... Yes, what's her name? I'm gonna look this up. A, bl- a B-L-A-N-C. And then, um, Noir for the PlayStation one has, like, a PlayStation control, like, the PS4 controller with the, with the, like, the light at the top, like, on her outfit, and there's all kinds of interesting weeb stuff. Weeb! I love that, that, of course, there's horn... Of that's because that's specifically <laughs> what you googled. Oh shit, yeah, that's right. Typically, Blonde. porn comes up when you search for blonde porn. <laughs> no, but yeah. So I mean, I'm stoked. I'm knowing <laughs> that I'll finally, I'll finally have like an exclusive PS4 game that I'm like super excited about. So Destiny is not exclusive. Fuck. Hey, don't no, forget about the order. <laughs> <laughs> all, all five hours of it. All five hours of it. That was like four hours of cutscenes. <laughs> But they were really pretty cutscenes. Yeah, they were. If if nothing if, else, the if order we could have like a game. yeah, like well, and I mean, we talked about it. I had fun with it for five. I was like, this game is five hours. That means that I can actually finish it. So that was a positive <laughs> for me. I wish there, I, I wish there was more content. I was really interested in everything that was going on. But um, man, if we could get like a, you know, like a big, really good mechanically game that looked like that, that would be incredible. Yeah, I know. Like, if if it had the gameplay that it implied it would have in the oh, it would have been trailer insane. Yeah, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But no, but it's it was like it was like a bad Gears of War without the chainsaws. Yeah, it pretty much, and with like two enemies. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, no. But aside from the new forms, they're also completely going to revamp the battle system, which has been, like, aside from Fairy Fencer F, like we were talking, like, the battle system's been a carbon copy of itself since the second game, including the remakes, so there's been, like, six games that played exactly the same, so a revamped game, it's gonna have three different worlds, a new list of characters, and is going to be important again, which I'm thrilled about because she's my waifu. Oh. 
but uh but it's from moving on from one game that we know is coming out to some game that might be coming out someday eventually hopefully is Final Fantasy 15 which um as you know it started off as Final Fantasy versus 13 got delayed for so long that they just decided to turn it into a new game like is a new that what happened game. to Final Fantasy versus 13 yeah, Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen is fifteen. They just uh, renamed it. I was like, I wonder so when that one's come coming out. I was... What the <laughs> fuck is Final Fantasy Versus? Well, Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen was supposed to be a like. They let me back up a bit. Like when Final Fantasy Thirteen was coming out, they had this whole huge like plan to make it this huge um, like a universe expanding world, like yeah. a universe that was going to be across multiple games with multiple stories. So, you know, Final Fantasy Thirteen was like the main line. And then they were developing Final Fantasy um, Type Zero, which was part of it, which which came out on PSP, but it was exclusive to Japan until recently when a remastered version came out in the West on PS4. Xbox One and PS4. Yeah. yeah. And then there's another one called like a, is it called Agrito Thirteen something like that? Something Agito like that. Th- yeah. Agito Thirteen, which I think was like a cell phone game that never came out here, if I remember correctly. And then, like, the biggest one out of all those spinoffs, aside from, like, 13 itself, was going to be Versus 13, which was going to be, like, a more action-focused version of Final Fantasy that took place in the same universe. But it ended up getting delayed for so long, and they ended up making two more unplanned spinoffs of Final Fantasy 13 in the meantime, like the Final Fantasy 13 2 and Lightning Returns. And it was, And they kept promising that it was still coming, and we're still developing it. And I think it was... Uh, two E3s ago now that they officially announced that they're just like, they're just like fuck it. Like, it's just going to be Final Fantasy Fifteen. We took so damn long <laughs> on releasing this game that we're just going to say it's a different, completely different game. So, you know, they released the demo as part of the Type Zero um, release earlier this year. And um, they said it was... They implied that it was going to come out sometime next year. And some people were even thinking it was going to come out at the end of this year, but we haven't really heard much, but thankfully square Enix heard our cries and our, and, and, you know, is aware of our anticipation for final fantasy 15. So they were gracious enough to announce that in March of next year, they basically announced a release date for their release date. (laughs) So in March, 2016, mark your calendars because they are going to announce the release date of Final mark Fantasy 15. Mark your calendars, they're going to get marked again. <laughs> so get those markers ready, hopefully. Keep the cap on because you're going to need them for a while. <laughs> keep, the, keep the cap on. Set up set up a Google event. We're going to Facebook this event so you can Facebook this event. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, in much fewer words, this game's never coming out. <laughs> much fewer words. <laughs> Uh, so apparently Samus, uh, uh, got a gender change or at least a gender identity change, uh, overnight. Uh, should we talk about this? Yeah, I think we have a little bit of time before we move into the encyclopedia of games we played this week. Absolutely. So, um, there is a game designer that goes by Brianna Wu. Uh, she is a... (sighs) Woo! (laughs) How can I say this without sounding like a prick? Without sounding like you hate women? Yeah, well, it's... She's a woman, but she's a transgender woman. So, like, I'm hating three genders at once. So, I'm all equal opportunity douchebag. You're you're managing to be, like, racist, sexist, and, like, a homophobe all at the same time. 
right on. And I'm, I'm burning the American flag, and I'm <laughs> Wouldn't full, that be fully, part of- fully leaded gasoline with the flamethrower. <laughs> anyway, so Brianna Wu is one of those... <sighs> fuck it. Um, one of those, like, douchebag, like... Crazy social justice warrior, you're, like you're, you're all like that's that's hilarious that you're like how can I be delicate about this? Fuck, Fuck it. it. <laughs> I love you, Josh, so much. Um, <laughs> one of those like Gamergate, like you know, if you're a white dude, um, you suck uh, because of reasons. And um, she's she was very much in the vein of Zoe Quinn, where it's like I want to be game developer. Let's kickstart. I don't. I want a Kickstarter to make a game. I've never made a game. What even is a game? I played Pac-Man once. I want to do that. I'm going to be <laughs> Pac-Man. All right, give me money. Whoa, bunch of money. I know how to make Pac-Man. Whoops. You know, just one of those people. And so she went on Wikipedia and went to Samus uh, Aran, uh Wikipedia entry and changed her gender to transgender. And the source that she listed was herself. And then when Wikipedia <laughs> took that away, they're like, you can't source yourself. It doesn't work that way. She got all uppity and started calling uh, Wikipedia like transphobic, you know, you know, homophobic and all this stuff. When in, you know, reality, you just, she's not. She's a woman unless Nintendo says, wait, penis or potential penis or once penis, whatever. Um... And you can't just list, list it as yourself, uh, as a source. I, 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 I couldn't, couldn't even, couldn't even. Because yeah, she wrote an article explaining her theory and then linked her own article to the Wikipedia source, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's really, uh, it was it was really fucking funny. Um, I, 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 she, yeah. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, and it, I don't know. It's like it's funny because I think the basis of her argument is that in an old interview, the creator of Metroid called her a new half, which is like a Japanese word for, or a Japanese term for, um, Oh, I know all about transgender. Yeah. So, um, and then, but since then that interview, like they've been asked about that interview it was like in the mid nineties, I think. And then since then that interview's kind of been explained away as, Oh, he meant that she was part alien, not that she's part man or that she identifies herself as a man. Wow, but I mean that was like her, that was like the basis of the argument, and it just turned into this as you'd expect with the subject matter and um, anything that involves anyone that's associated with either side of GamerGate. If hey, no, like seriously, like if someone talks about anything on either side of it, there's like almost always this giant shitstorm, and that's exactly what's happening right now. Bring it, Brianna Wu. Fuck it. We're, <laughs> fuck it. That should just be the title of the show. <laughs> fuck it. What do you think about that, but, Derek? I think I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And that's, to me, honestly, that's the best answer. Because, <laughs> like, a bunch of people are asking me I about think it, I, too. I, th- and I'm like, I think I actually tuned out halfway through and started playing Pokemon Shuffle on my phone because that was really boring. <laughs> Pokemon, uh, so, so sorry, sorry, listeners. <laughs> so you played Until Dawn, right? Yeah, are we moving on to what we played? Mm-hmm. All right, so Until Dawn. <laughs> Look, he got he perked up. Like, oh, wait. <laughs> Like, He's like, finally, it's my this- it's my time to shine. I played <laughs> games this week, you guys. I played games. Uh, so aside from Pokemon Shuffle, uh, <laughs> I, I actually talked about Until Dawn pretty at length last week, uh, which you'll never hear about. Uh, I finished it this week. 
fucking fantastic title um i had so much fun with it it's got it's you know it's got its issues the frame rate's choppy at times blah 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 i actually put up a written review on geekscape.net so go ahead and look for that uh if you are a fan of horror at all uh if you are especially you know campy cheesy kind of horror slasher movies that sort of stuff you'll have a blast with it uh if you are a fan of you know telltale style choice driven games uh you'll have a blast with it if you're a fan of like david cage style you know beyond two souls heavy rain you know walk around make decisions uh more of an interactive movie than an actual game with many mechanics and stuff like that if you're a fan of that kind of stuff at all or just a really good cinematic experience uh complete with 20 frames per second uh (laughs) at times it's (laughs) it's super fun you know and it's it's really cool um they they did a really great job and seeing how the game evolved from its original ps3 inception to how it came out uh it's really really fun it story really keeps you guessing um a lot of really i i mean i found myself it's really campy and and it's quite funny at times i found myself laughing just as much as you know just as often i was as i was getting scared Uh, no no is it a scary game or is it a tense game like like were you getting some some good spookies going on or were you just yeah it's creepy it's creepy like i mean there are a lot of it's quite atmospheric there's a lot of great environments where you know there was times where i'm like you know it's it's i'm playing with my playstation headset and it's dark and and you know it makes you uncomfortable at times to be sitting there playing by yourself in the dark like uh it's quite atmospheric it's really good and and then then there's you know there like i said there's just as many laughs as there are uh scary moments and there's a lot of jump scares and stuff too but they do a really great job of of course building the tension giving you your delivering the scare letting it fade back down so you can calm down and relax and that's something i mentioned in my review is i felt like the pacing of the scares was really, really good, um, and it did a really good job of keeping me playing. I actually had a really hard time putting the game down. Uh, I think I actually finished it. It's about ten hours long. I, th- I think I finished it in three sittings, um, and it was what, very. What, now, what's the story besides people cabins oh, murder? <laughs> That's the story. That's pretty much the story. Uh, uh, I mean, if you can think of it, the story, is great because I pretty sure they deliberately were like let's put together as many horror cliches and horror tropes as we possibly can and uh put it into this put it into a story together so the story is basically like in the prologue you and your like this group of of 10 friends they're all transgender no uh (laughs) this so these 10 friends are at this remote cabin in canada like you got it the only way up to it is this like rickety old cable car and blah 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 um the a bunch of the friends play like a prank on two of the friends the two friends like run into the forest you basically see them fall off a cliff um friends don't know that and basically they've gone missing in in the eyes of everyone else and, and then they it fast- the keys of the car then it, no no then it fast forwards a year and basically all of the the eight friends that are remaining go back you know on the year anniversary of their disappearance go up to back up to the cabin to uh you know remember their friends but also to party because they're teenagers um you know things turn sour pretty quickly and the group discovers that they're not as alone as they thought they were and then it's up to you to make sure everyone survives until dawn uh, oh that's the name and the oh, and the area surrounding area also contains an abandoned sanatorium and a partially collapsed mine with a terrible history. You're reading that. I am reading that from my own review, but uh, oh, oh. <laughs> so but I also wrote it, so it's okay. Uh, but um, 
but yeah, no, like like the story sounds stupid as fuck, but it actually flows together quite quite well, and it's really campy and funny and creepy, and um, the collectibles are really cool because it kind of gives you, you know, you're finding these things, and it kind of gives you a look into the past of the areas and stuff that you're that you're in, and it really keeps you, it de- it definitely does keep you guessing, and and it's they did a really good job, like very L.A. noir esque like faces and stuff like that, like really high quality um, lip syncing and voice acting, and at one well, they used actually of course a lot of real talent like uh hayden Com- completely from the off topic yeah. just because it pops in my head no but okay no what were we gonna ask <laughs> did did they fix the lip syncing in uh life is strange oh i thought no okay i thought you were gonna ask about if the towel comes off or not whoa whoa i'm not a pervert yeah you are in fact in the review <laughs> there's a picture of hayden panettiere in the towel and the caption on the photo says sorry shane the towel stays on <laughs> <laughs> but uh no the lip syncing is still bad in life is strange but the game is phenomenal but uh what was i gonna say oh the the talent is really great like you've got like hayden panettiere from heroes you've got uh of course one of the hottest tv series right now is uh mr robot on usa the main character from mr robot is one of the main characters in this game um plus a lot of other basically actors um and what I love is there's huge amounts of replayability in this game uh, because basically you have these eight people. It's totally based on the choices that you make, who dies and who survives. You can basically have you can have everybody die and you can have all eight of them survive entirely based on the things that you do and the choices that you make, um, which is a really cool aspect. And I don't often go back and replay games because time, you know, I'd rather have a fresh new experience than slightly change the one I've had, but from everything I've read, things change quite a lot um, between playthroughs and and. Uh, How many playthroughs have you gone through? I've only I've only gone through the one so far. Okay. Um, but yeah, so have I have you. D- did you make it out with everybody or? No, only three of them survived in my playthrough. Three of the eight. Three of the eight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to going through it again. It's I would totally recommend it. Like like it. I mean, if any of that sounded slightly interesting to you, you'll have a blast with no, it. No, is it's... there is there any like gamification where it's like you're running around and exploring and platforming, or is it really like heavy rain? Like like how does it play? Or should or should we just read the review and you can go on and tell us about Metal Gear Solid? You, you can read the review, but it's pretty heavy rainish. It's uh, walking around, quick time events and choices. Walking um, around, rubbing your junk on everything, trying to find the the X button. Uh, well, you can actually like like you can use the right stick to actually look around the environment. Like you can move the character's head or light source with that, um, so you don't quite have to rub your junk on everything, um, as in La Noire. Uh, and uh, there's a couple like some of the most tense moments in that game is it uses the DualShock Four in a couple of really clever ways. That you know there'll be a time where you might be trying to hide from someone or you know whatever type of scenario you're in, and basically it'll pop up on the bottom of the screen and it'll say "Don't move." And at that point, like the DualShock starts rumbling a little bit or emulating like a heartbeat. You have to hold the DualShock as still as possible at those moments. Whoa. And if if you move it slightly, like it fucks up, like and it's those were some of the most fucking tense moments in didn't, the game. Didn't they have something like that um, in Alien Isolation, where like if you like talked or if you like, it, it it if you made noise, the alien would come after you? Uh, yes, there was a that was if you had the Kinect or the PlayStation camera. You there was actually an like a setting that was on by default where if you made noise near the alien, like physical noise in the real world, the alien would hear you and come after you. That's cool. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was the 
that that was a really cool aspect and it was one of the uh, cool unique ways one of the one of the more unique ways i've seen the dualshock 4 actually utilized you know rather than like oh we have a big touchpad here's an extra button uh, so until dawn's really good i've played i i've also put a little bit of time into um you know what is arguably one of the biggest games of the year uh, well it's i don't think it's arguable uh but metal gear solid 5 um i'm of course i'm a huge metal gear fan so it's crazy to me that it's actually here and after all of these years it's actually happening and um i've i've just played through the prologue so far uh it's it's phenomenal it's gorgeous voice acting is incredible i mean there's it's metal gear right the one thing uh just from some of the reviews and stuff that i've been reading i'm almost worried that it's going to be not worried but like it sounds like there's so many mechanics it sounds like it's going to be so complicated and just so many things that you have to manage like the outer heaven area and like all these side it's just i i loved the linearness of the metal gear games before um and so migrating into and i mean ground zeros was more manageable because of course it was such a small uh area and such a small small game but um just the open world um a a metal open entirely open world metal gear sounds a little bit excuse me i got the hiccup sounds a little bit daunting to me um but uh i mean i'll have more i'll have more opinion more feedback next week uh when i because I'll, I'll be able to dive into it a bit more this weekend but it's a blast so far it's gorgeous i as soon as we're done here i'm gonna go play it some more basically um yeah i also ended up with a copy of mad max um the game which i wasn't really overly looking at or looking forward to until i see, saw some you know i i know you were really excited for it right shane oh yeah i i'm i I, yeah, I so I I can't get it, but I'm gonna uh, play um, uh, what the fuck is the the one before it? Hello, the what the one what before before Mad Max? Oh, Mad Max! Oh, I thought you said. <laughs> no, I started talking about Mad Max. I said I also ended up with a copy of Mad Max. Oh, uh, which I know. Listen to the show. Such an asshole. Oh, <laughs> which, I thought you were talking what, about Metal Gear. I yeah, and then I shifted I shifted gears. Oh my god! You are look really looking forward to Mad Max, right? Yeah, I, yes. I, I, I'm really apparently hyped. not. No, I, I really do. <laughs> so I, I also, so I ended up with uh, Mad Max as well. Um, it's uh, and it's funny because I know you were really excited for it. I didn't really watch any trailers for it or anything until it was almost out, and then I was like, and because like I loved Fury Road, like it's if one of if not like my uh, Ex Machina is probably my favorite movie of the year, but um really did you see it no yeah well you should straight out of compton Compton is great it was uh it was uh, off topic anyways uh fury road was phenomenal um so yeah and and then after watching the trailers i'm like oh this actually looks really cool um i have not played mad max yet but uh my fiance who's not overly a gamer like she's never played a game like mad max before she's played it for like six or seven hours now um yeah like she's just like and i mean she put her on go get her she's she's at work she's she's at work uh bringing home the bacon so um but yeah no she's and and it looks fantastic like the the voice acting sounds great max is a little bit iffy sometimes but um overall the the production values are really good the wasteland looks really cool i love the cut the the car is insanely customized (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of customization options in the car. 
Are you there, Shane? Are you, yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you, are you, okay. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of customization options in the car. Just a huge... And Max Max himself, actually. And it, there's tons of, like, clothes and stuff that give you different abilities. And they all look different. And um, it, it looks really cool. Combats, of course, it's right from Batman. So um, it'll you'll feel right at home if you've played any third-person action game in the last uh, six years. <laughs> but... Uh, and it's a game... It, it feels like it doesn't do it's kind of, it's almost like shadow of mordor-esque in that it doesn't really add anything to the genre it doesn't do anything overly original but it does but it's really right. really but it's really fucking cool okay. um it, you know it's all borrowed mechanics and everything but it does them all really really well um and i know she, like she she can't put it down i'm looking forward to trying that one as well um but yeah and it's it's been getting it's been getting actually it's been fairly well received so far i'm like i'm like super broke now and so i'm tempted just to return my copy of the crew and dmc to play it you should but these games are fun yeah i know well and (laughs) i i do have a feeling that you know this is a game that'll probably drop in price pretty quickly as well why i don't know i just don't see it selling that well but there was so much hype behind it. Like everybody's hyped for it because it just—it looks so cool. And the movie was so cool. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why they were making Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See all the hype for the Mad Max game. Just do that. Let's do that one. <laughs> Let's take this game and put it on those consoles. It's a perfect idea. Um, Josh, what have you been playing? Um, first I've been spending a lot of time with amnesia memories the one that i was talking about with the interdimensional husbandos oh okay i thought you were talking about the dark descent um i don't even know what that is but you don't um, don't know what the dark descent is no i don't it's that pc game the spooky spooky specter game oh no by friction frictional games and they're now doing that soma game that looks fantastic yeah i don't I, i don't know what a pc is it stands for a uh, personal computer. Wouldn't it be a pick? <laughs> pick running OSC. <laughs> anyway, no, we are so fucking d- off the rails. We're not even a train anymore. <laughs> we're so off the rails we could be Amtrak. Anyway. Oh! Um- <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> Maybe not to elicit a response like that, but it good. <laughs> no, but uh, so yeah, so I'm sitting here playing Amnesia, and um, I'm still just on the first route. So in this one, my best friend is my husbando, but he's like totally raping me in the hospital, and I took the screenshot because uh, you want to you want to uh, go back on and highlight that for a second. What, what do what now? Is that he was pre- he was pretty much raping me in the hospital when I woke up from my amnesia? Oh, it's like induced the- coma. So it's like I don't know who this dude is, and he's like kissing me, and I'm like, dude, who the hell are you? I don't know who you are. Get off me! And then he was like, and this I could only take I only thought to take a screenshot of one of these lines. So the first one's paraphrasing. The second one is a direct quote from the game that I'm looking at right now, where. He goes, oh, is something wrong? You usually you usually uh, try to push me off when I do that. And then the direct quote from the game after that was, since you're keeping quiet, I'll take that as consent. <laughs> so. What the fuck, Japan? What the <laughs> fuck? 
So I need a Vita now. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, if anybody listening has a Vita, I will pay for it. I will pay shipping. Just give me give me a deal. Get- Why don't you just go to the store and buy one? <sighs> they're all like over 150 bucks. And then they're going to talk you out of it and say that it's not worth it. And you're going to come back next week and be like, I went back to GameStop, but that guy had a pretty convincing argument. <laughs> yeah, I, le- I left with more use. They were, I should have, I wish that like just before... Just before you were like, oh, I need to get a Vita, Walmart in Canada was clearing them out for 99 bucks. Yeah, I know. $99 Canadian as well. Um, but like but 20 for 20 bucks the, US. Yeah, pretty much. And for the, it was the uh, the slim uh, Vita as well. So they're just trying to uh, forget that the Vita exists just like most, yeah, most I don't of know. the I don't, uh, gaming I don't, community. Yeah, I don't know if they even sell them anymore, but they were trying to clear them out. There was there, wasn't there like at E3 there was only one game like the only one thing that said Vita like uh, in their Sony's press conference like they're they're I think they're done with the the platform. Yeah, Sony themselves have been done for a while, but there's decent third parties keeping it alive like Idea Factory and their incredible husbando dating sim Amnesia. That um that fighting game um uh, uh fuck what's Denki Denki Bunko? Yeah, that looks tight. But yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that. Is that crossplay? Um, I think so. Wait, it's PS3. I'm not sure. It's I know it's on the PS3, PS3 and Vita. Yeah, it's PS3 and Vita. Um, you don't. I don't think you get a copy of the Vita version with the PS3 uh, purchase because I don't think they've done that in a while. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the saves are compatible, but I don't know if you can like play against somebody who's like on a PS3 versus someone who's on a Vita, but I have to check. I mean, the game's still a month and a half away, so it's uh, so more information might come out as it gets closer. But uh, contrary to what our listeners may believe, I was actually playing games other than ones where I was getting raped. So, um, <laughs> and speaking of rape, uh, Disney Infinity came out with their Star Wars <laughs> playset. Whoa! <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and... I don't know, like, I don't know, I've been, I've been a fan of Disney Infinity since it came out, but I feel like I've been more of a fan of the concept than the content, if that makes sense. Oh, no, it does. Yeah, so it's like, the ability to make your own worlds and how in-depth it was, and how you can pretty much design various genres of video game within the video game was just incredible, and they had a really good thing going with um, the first game where the play sets, you know, were based on different movies like Pirates of the Caribbean, Lone Ranger, Incredibles, and each one for the most part was pretty distinct and had a fair amount of content. So it imp- it was it wasn't the most polished game or anything, but it left a good impression on me. Then the second one came along, and the on the creation side, it they made it easier to design your levels and everything and. Uh, gave you more options, but the single-player content was scaled back, like, quite a bit. The Marvel levels were pretty disappointing, and everything that the game had to offer was released on day one. And, like, instead of coming with three playsets and then having expansions as it went on, this one launched with just the Avengers set, which was fairly short, and then the Spider-Man and Guardians of the Galaxies one, which were both also... Well, the Spider-Man one just felt like the Avengers one with Spider-Man, so it didn't even feel like a different game. <laughs> and then and then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I think we finished it in like two and a half hours. It was like, uh, it was just like 
crazy short and had like little depth and that was all they ended up coming out with for the entire run of that game so if you suck at making levels like I do it there was like little reason to keep playing it and even though I enjoyed it for what it was like I had to like pull teeth to get Megan to play it with me because she just really couldn't get into it and the general consensus seems to be that two is like pretty weak um, even more so than what I'm saying is in terms of like the playset so, single so player do you, content. Do you are are you a big Disney fan like in general? Um, not not exactly. Like it, I'm not like the kind of person that buys and consumes everything that Disney brings out, but they bring out good st- when they bring out good stuff. I'm usually pretty fanatical about it. Like my Frozen obsession for a while. Well, I say for a while, but I'm still pretty obsessed. Yeah, like I couldn't stop with Frozen and I loved Wreck-It Ralph and Tangled and I love Marvel and Star Wars so since it's part of the same umbrella it's like it's kind of like a no-brainer but you know with all of that said you know setting up my experience with part three um I haven't I haven't built any stages yet so I can't comment on that too much but the play sets that I've played so far are just worlds above any of the other ones so like the one that comes with the starter pack like it it's still not like part one where it came with like a bunch of different campaigns this one only comes with the <coughs> clone Whoa, the, uh, Jesus clone... <laughs> uh, this one only comes with the Clone Wars set like and then you have to buy the other two separately but um, the Clone Wars sets developed by Ninja Theory who did DMC and um, and like Enslaved and Heavenly Sword and it shows because the combat is so much better than the previous Disney Infinity games. In fact, it's the combat's good enough to like if you were to sell it as its own game, I feel like it would be worth picking up. Like the, there's the enemies are tougher, the combat's more in depth, there's a lot of different combos and then since you can play as since you can unlock the ability to play as anyone from episodes 1 2 3 4 5 and 6 it's like you have a lot of different people to play with as long as you're willing to spend like hundreds of dollars on all the toys. Um, and then with the the set that it, that the collector's edition came with where we got early access to the episode 4, 5, and 6 set with uh, Luke Skywalker, it that one is not... That one's um, not completely like developed by Ninja Theory, but the combat was done. Like the character's combat attacks and animations were done by Ninja Theory. So it still has that level of polish, but it feels more, um, I guess, more like... Do, uh, do you like the stuff that they did uh, better than the previous team? Um, I think so, yeah. Because I've always I've always liked their games, and but aside from that, this one's still really well put together. Um, so, But the episode 4, 5, and 6 content feels a little bit more shallow, I want to say, than the, um, than the Clone Wars stuff, but it's still really good. But the one that we're most addicted to right now is the Inside Out playset. Oh, yeah, I heard a so, I heard a lot of good stuff about that one. Yeah, like it's a it's basically a platformer, and it has a mix of two D and three D platformers, uh, like uh, platforming um, elements. So, and the best thing about it is that like every you know there's a toy for every emotion, and every emotion has like unique abilities that help them navigate the environment, but. The cool thing about this one is in almost every case, aside from a handful of uh, collectibles, and even then a lot of the collectibles are set up this way too, but there's a section in the levels where you can change your costume, they call it. 
where you can change your character into that other emotion temporarily. Oh, wow. So it's like if, so if you're like, you know, if you're a parent and you don't want to drop like $200, $300 on all the inside out toys and then the game. Two and to all $300? That, How much are these things a piece? Well, they're like $14 a piece, but I'm thinking of the collector's edition, which came with extra stuff, which was like 115 Fuck me, man. But yeah, so it's like if you don't want to buy a bunch of toys, in most cases, you could just change your character into that other character and have access to their abilities. So you're not forced, you're not like locked out of content um, if you don't buy all the toys, which I think is a, which is a pretty good thing to me. Right on. Um, yeah, so I mean, that was about it. And then I played a little bit more of Danganronpa. Of course. For my, re- for my review. Is that, and... is that NDA almost done? Oh no, that that's over with. I posted the review earlier this week. Oh shit! Um, but no, Persona Dancing All Night was the one that uh. was under NDA, but I platinumed it last week, so I don't. I didn't play it anymore. But yeah, right that was about it. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah, I pretty much um uh only played Destiny this last week. Um, it's not a surprise. Nope. Yeah, and that was it. Um, so what do you guys say we get into mission objectives? Perfect. So we lost last week's episode, Derek. I mean, Steve Jobs. Uh, so we don't have any responses. So in honor of Metal Gear Solid 5, our question for you is, what has been your favorite Metal Gear moment of the past 28 years? Derek, what is your favorite Metal Gear moment for the past 28 years? Uh, that's a tough one, man. There's so many good ones. Um, I thought there's a few, and I mean, there. Th- none of them like all of the amazing incredible moments are ones people talk about so there's not a lot of things you wouldn't have heard before but a few of my like really really standout moments are um you know first time playing metal gear solid 3 which you know and at you know at the time where i'd played metal gear solid 1 and 2 like i hadn't gone back and played metal gear or metal gear 2 at that point um but in metal gear solid 3 which of course you're in the 60s the first time, excuse me, I have like heartburn going on right now. First time, uh, first time you fight Ocelot and Ocelot faints, and I'm like, you know, I wonder what happens if you kill him. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like, I'm just like, how's it? Like, what's gonna happen? Like, I'm, I'm like, I bet I'm just gonna walk up and knife him, and nothing's gonna happen because he, you just can't kill him. But you kill him. And then you get a game over because you created a time paradox. Yeah. And doesn't the colonel's voice pop up from Metal Gear 1 and 2 and he's like, what are you doing? You created yes. a time paradox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that was fabulous. Um, another one in Metal Gear Solid 3. I had a really, really hard time. And I was in, uh, when did that come out? 2006? Yes. No, it had to be before. No, it was early, earlier than that. Like I think 2004, 2004 or something. So I was like yeah, 14, it- so I was in middle school in any case but uh 2004 yeah so you know i was pretty young so i didn't have a ton of time because of you know I was you've in school never every- had time ever i no, i know but <laughs> anyway so i i got to the end not the end of the game but the end of the boss the end. Yeah. um who's this old man and he's like a sniper and it was a i i feel like i, I had a hard time with that boss battle at the time and could, you know, tried a bunch of times, couldn't beat it, had to go to school, whatever, didn't play it for a few days, turn the game on again, <laughs> and he's dead. Oh, oh! so you, you ran to that organically, right? Yeah, I had no idea. That's it was cool. just, I just couldn't play, I just didn't get to play because it was like a busy week at school, and so it was like, I waited till the weekend, turned the game on, and I was like, 
I can't. I think I was in the at the very beginning or whatever of the boss battle when I saved, and I had to turn it off. I turned the game on. He's dead. He's died of old age because he's an old man. Um, and then I, I, I think they even like, like I got a call on the codec or whatever it was that they call it at the time, a radio. And, uh, <laughs> they, they like call you like a coward and stuff like that or something like that for just like waiting him out. Just weird. There's so many weird, so much weird shit like that in all of these games that it's abs- absolutely amazing. And, and I feel like can only like come from the mind of Hideo Kojima because he's just so who thinks of stuff that intricately and i mean there's so many countless ones like the psych psycho mantis stuff and reading your memory card and um you know like hiding the codec for meryl in the first metal gear solid like on the back case of the game on a screenshot which means that if you rented the game to play it your first time you couldn't look on the back of the case so you would have no idea how to contact meryl and you have to go through all the codecs individually like i did oh fuck that sucks because it's not like this is like yeah like this is like 96 so it's not like there was just like a huge like an internet that i could go and do stuff on very easily right like uh, Uh, it's funny too it's funny too because i had the game but they kept saying look at the back of the cd but there was an actual item in your inventory that was a cd so i thought i was supposed to do something with that and i ended up getting so (laughs) i ended up getting so mad that i just went through every codec number until i found her yeah uh yeah that was i mean that was so yeah there's there's so many but those are a few of the big standout ones for me in any case what about you josh when the president grabbed ryden's penis what (laughs) the president grabbed ryden's penis Uh why because he thought he was a girl Okay. So he's Shane's like Ryden's a boy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) No, but like I'm going to Wikipedia to change his gender. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, um, three. Like I know that all of Derek's choices were from three, but to pick up on that, like everything about three, it's probably one of my. It's easily three is my favorite. Yeah, three is my favorite as well. It's yeah, it's easily my favorite Metal Gear and probably one of my favorite games ever. But just anything involving the boss, especially the and like the last fight and like the reveal of like her role in the story in the end oh it's crazy yeah it was just such i mean it's not like it's a huge twist or anything they pretty much imply it throughout the game like the way she's all cryptic and she's secretly helping you and stuff but just watching it play out and seeing it all come together and seeing how horribly like how horrible how horribly big boss was affected by it and how he was just like kind of like dead inside while accepting his photo op with Lin- with president johnson and like you know being treated as a hero while he has that weight on his oh totally shoulders it was just i don't know like i feel like the boss is probably one of my favorite video game characters yeah no ever i agree because of that whole the whole way that that was set up see i and i'm i'm i i feel like i'm missing a huge fucking chunk of exposition for metal gear solid five because i never played three and i've never played any of the ones after it um like in that series so i i mean you can watch you can pretty much watch them online well and also like the the portable games give you more of a background to set up five and then peace walker especially there's a lot of elements of peace walker that are brought up in five to my understanding but like the overall premise and setup 
of all of five still directly connects to the events of just three as a like as a standalone. Yeah. So you you could probably get away with just playing three, and then ground ground zero is actually it reintroduces a lot of the elements from Peace Walker that connect it to five. So if you play ground zeros and three, you could pretty much skip everything else. I think. Mm. Another another moment that I just thought of that I really loved. It wasn't so much the moment, but that because of course at that uh, when the first metal gear solid game came out you know there wasn't a lot of like forks in the story of games like i like the you know there wasn't a lot of this happens if you did this otherwise this happens like you know they were super linear and so that it wasn't linear (laughs) okay i heard linear uh it wasn't until like probably a year or a year and a half after i played through metal gear solid for the first time that that somebody told me that Meryl can survive, oh, yeah. uh, I, which was crazy to me because I, yeah, if you there's like, like I couldn't a push buttons fast, I could not. I had to give up. Like it, I was, and I was just, I was convinced that it was impossible. Um, you know, except for all those like fuckers with their turbo controllers and shit. But <laughs> well, no, but remember, because Ocelot said that he would know if he used turbo. Oh really? And, like, yeah, and then he he like he says it, and then some turbo controls still get away with it because I think it reads based off of the button input. Like if it like reads the that the buttons are being it? pressed too fast, yeah. it'll just kill you. Oh yeah, but no, I, think, I didn't realize I think that. Some turbo but controls were slower than others as far as like the so way those ones could pass. So those ones could pass by. But yeah, I, I, I always thought it wasn't complete tangent. Um, just cause why not? Fuck it. Um, do you guys remember Star Fox Dinosaur Adventures? I love that game. Do you remember that part where you had to like beat that strong dinosaur in like a that like teeter totter game where you have to like push him into a hole? Yeah, I, vaguely. I I couldn't beat that. Um, like I couldn't push the A button fast enough. My dad couldn't push the A button fast enough. We <laughs> got out a drill and taped taped a belt to the drill so it would spin around and fucking slap the A button enough times so I could push the dinosaur into a hole. That's actually pretty crafty of you. Yeah, that's my story. Sorry, but yeah, I, I, it took me forever to to learn that Meryl could actually survive, and I was convinced that that torture scene was impossible. And it was just again Kojima fucking with you to try to make you just keep pressing the, the button until like your finger got a blister or whatever. And it was super cool to learn that there was actually a set like you could actually could pass it. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things like that. Like, speaking of the end again, how you could kill him. You remember when that cutscene where they wheel him out in a wheelchair, but then they just leave him there? Oh, you can kill but, him right there, too, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if you, but if you if you do kill him that way, like, his wheelchair, like, a wheel on his wheelchair flies towards you and it'll, like, instant kill you if you don't dodge it. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, My favorite Metal Gear moment... It, I... I guess it just has to be like a weird amalgamation of everything that you guys have said. I like how um, the games go outside of the game itself. So the whole Psycho Mantis, plugging it into controller port 2, um, reading your memory card, uh, that stuff was really, really cool. Um, the But I, I just, I remember when I first played it, I played it on the PS1. I got a demo disc from Pizza Hut. You remember those? Oh yeah, I think I still have that disc. Uh, yeah, that was didn't have didn't have Tony Hawk on it too. Yeah, yeah, it did, it did. Um, so I I I got that disc and I played it on my uncle's PS One and it was I was completely enamored with it. Like the the part where you're crawling around in like the 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 submarine dock. 
I was I was completely blown away. And then the guy, and then he took took off his gear in the elevator. I'm like, what? He's a different looking dude. This is incredible. I thought he was black at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I was just blown away with with all the, like the the random stuff you can do. Like if you equip a weapon and you call Natalia, she'll tell you about um uh you know whatever item you have equipped. And one time I was playing, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what happens if uh, I'm wearing the cardboard box. And she's like, cardboard box. And then gave you the history of what cardboard was. Oh, dude, did you? I'm sorry. You said you never played three, huh? Yeah. There's this really funny dialogue if you call a particular character while in the in the box. What is this? Like, you should look look it up on YouTube. It's like, Snake's like, look at me, I'm in a box. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I think he's been out in the field too long. Or maybe he ate a bad mushroom out there or something. <laughs> and he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't know what it is. I just feel completely like at peace in this box. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. It, I mean, that's another thing about those games. Like, there's so many hidden like Easter eggs and like dialogue trees. Yeah, and it, it it's I guess it's just from like the and I played um, Metal Gear Acid, and that game was really fun. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I wish they would re-release Metal Gear Acid on like uh, like phones or something. Yeah, that that, would, that game uh, was fun. I, it was a fucking the story was the stupidest thing ever but the game was a freaking blast yeah and like like building the decks and like like the just the like turn-based tactical card-based like strategy game was insanely good yeah no i loved acid (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i i my um I, i do have a really fond memory of like on like kazaa i pirated like the pc version of the game but it was super like fucking buggy and like I could not play the the story for some reason. Like it just wouldn't work. But I could play all the VR missions. And the VR missions were a fucking blast. Any of you guys ever play the VR missions? Well, maybe that was a marketing tactic that like if people pirate it, we'll just give them the VR missions so they'll get addicted and go buy it for the story. And I, I, I ended up buying it on the GameCube, which I think is the the best best version of it like hands down it was it was incredible Ex- except for the ocelot battle why which it ruins why well Where because because in the ps1 version it was all it was very you know it was all about timing and uh you know because you couldn't aim in first person in the ps1 version uh, but in the on the gamecube one you can pretty much just like beat it in seconds because you can just go into first person and shoot at him just shoot him yeah but and aside from that were like and like the cutscenes, some of the cutscenes in twin snakes were kind of stupid but yeah Hmm. All right. But oh, can I change my answer real quick? I remembered something yes, else. Yes, go ahead. Change answer. In in Peace Walker in the side mission where you can go onto the beach naked with either uh Kaz at, or like the 13-year-old girl in the game and then get a double like a double-sized cardboard box with enough room for two, then you lure either the 13-year-old girl or your best friend into the box and have sex with them. All right, that was uh, level 45 of the Geekscape Games podcast. <laughs> you can find us at geekscape.net. You can find us on Twitter at Geekscape Games. Hit us up. Let us know what your favorite Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gear moment is. Um, uh, my least favorite was just how fucking hard Metal Gear was on the goddamn NES. That game was. Imp- I think I got. I got. I think I got like three screens in. Yeah. Like, it, like what the what the fuck. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Shane O'Hare. Uh, I'm uh, on I, PSN oh. as SS Jaken. Uh, I'm at D Cranavelt uh, on Twitter and uh, Captain K17 on PlayStation uh, and Nintendo. 
And I'm at Inu Joshua on everything. I love it. I love it. I like the uniformity and parody that you have. I'm I'm blessed. I'm I'm blessed. Fucking Christ. All right, everybody. We'll see you back here next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.